0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and it's another beautiful Saturday afternoon here in North Carolina. All right, so on this episode, there are a few things I want to talk about, right? Um, The agenda for today, we're going to talk about the PMP exam and what all that entails, studying for it, taking the exam, and worrying way too much about it. Um, also, I want to talk about inner, inner office uh, politics, and lastly, we're going to touch a little bit on uh, mental health. Okay, so let's just jump right in and talk about the PMP. So I talked about that I had uh, signed up with Onward to Opportunity um, for this internship before I left, right? Um And they paid for that week-long training for the PMP uh, exam, right? That that training is roughly about $2,200. And then the exam fee is about another uh, $550, right? And the one thing with them is that you have to pass three practice exams at 80%. They don't have to be, you know, in a row. They can just, you know, we could take 10 tests and as long as you pass three of them. Uh, they'll pay for you to take the the actual exam. Now, that is where the problem lied for me, right? Because they give me six months to do all this. Transition out of the military, it came faster than I thought because I was medically retired. Um, so I found employment. Uh, I was still in this process of going through armor to Opportunity. I filled out my application, because you have to do that, right? There are certain steps you have to do. First, you apply to the program, they let you in and then um, PMI the project Man- management institute right in order to take the test you have to put together your packet saying that you you qualify right you meet the requirements which it's a bachelor's degree or an associate's depending on which one you're going if you're going for P- PMP or the cert- the CAPM whatever the lower one if you have an associate's and if you don't have as many as much time as a project manager right so i filled out that application it it was pretty easy. It took me all of an hour to put that together. Submitted it within an hour. I knew that I was good to go, and all I had to do was take the test, and I would, yeah, I would get my certification. Well, it took me about a year to take that exam. Um, I filed uh, the application for um, to take the exam last August, August 10th. So I had till August 10th of this year to get it done. But getting out of the military and finishing those last two masters uh, at the same time last year. uh, I was kind of fried. I was just tired. I was mentally exhausted. And I just didn't have the energy to take, uh, to study or to take the exam. And I took uh, the first practice test, which took me, because you could pause it and come back to it, right? So it took me roughly three weeks to take (laughs) a four-hour exam. Because each practice test was a real, like, the full length, right? 180 questions, and gave you four hours. So I kept pausing it, and I would come back to it. And I took a. It took me three weeks to take that exam, and I got a whopping score of, I believe, 41 percent. Right now, it's it's important to understand that uh, onward to Opportunity says you have to score 80 percent on three tests to take their exams. PMP, nobody really knows what the actual passing score is. Prior to 2005, the passing score was 60%. And then in 2005, they raised it up to 80% and realized that within the next six months, they had a 75% failure rate. So they had to lower it back down to 60%. Then in 2009, they decided, hey, we're just not going to tell anybody what the passing score is anymore. So nobody truly knows what the passing score is. But if you can score 80% on the practice exams, then you're, well, you'll most likely pass, right? Now, there's three domains in, in the test. I forget what they are. It's a business anal- uh, analysis. There's another one, the human domain. And I forget what the last... I think I'm pretty sure it's project management, right? If you're taking a project man- management test. And uh, you could actually bomb one of them and still pass the exam. Um, so when I took the practice tests you know i waited till you're gonna hear a lot of people say how there are different techniques of how you need to study for this and i bought flash cards which was it was like two thousand flashcards. it was just way too much and i started trying to study off of that just to memorize stuff and i realized after about 10 minutes of it that it just wasn't going to work so i tossed those aside and i had my bot guide the project management guide and uh I read it last year in I think November. Then I read it again in June, maybe the beginning of July. And I signed up for it to take the exam. I had to August tenth, so I signed up for it on August second to take it. Right now, uh, you know I'm a procrastinator, so of course, what did I do? I waited till about two weeks out to actually finally start to really study to hunker down. Right. So. I saw this one gentleman on LinkedIn, he had recently passed the PMP exam and he recommended Udemy, U D E M Y. And so I, I went onto that website and I looked to see what they had and they had the full um course, right? Where somebody sits behind their computer and they go over each um block of instruction. And so I purchased that for a whopping twenty nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Now, the gentleman on there says it's a 35-hour um, course, and he says that if you do that, that that's the equivalent to the training that I received from Onward to Opportunity. I don't know if I'd be willing to uh, to believe that, um, but as a study guide, it helped. And it was 35 hours, and I did it all in about nine days. And he recommended, you know, don't cram it into a week. Like, you should watch this over six weeks Listen to a block, then give yourself some time to reinforce it by studying the PMBOK guide. He had written a book, so of course he's trying to sell that to you, right? And I wasn't going to buy it. and uh, But I, I didn't. I just crammed it, because that's how I do things, right? If I can read it beforehand in the book and then reinforce it with somebody who's uh, explaining it to me, it usually sticks. Now during that time, I also took some practice tests that I found online. And I was bombing those, man. I was... Coming in anywhere at 55% to, I think the highest I scored was about 62%. And I was like, well, we'll see. We'll take this test Um, because what I'm not going to do is just not try, you know, right? I'm going to go in there and do the best that I can. And uh, so I wasn't very confident, but I I finished all, all the blocks of instruction that he had and i took his practice exam and it was 4 hours and i finished it in about 3 hours and 20 minutes and i passed with a whopping score of 72%. They said that's not very good and you're right, right? But what have i said multiple times? I'm a 70%er, right? That's what i was in my military career. That's what i was in everything, right? Now when i mean 70%, i don't mean like on a scale of 100 to 0 to 100. I mean What's passing, right? In a graduate degree program, it's 80%, right? And so that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you 80%. I'm going to give you what I need to pass, you know, right? I'm not going to show off. I'm not going to be the best. I'm also probably not going to be the worst. I'm going to pass because ultimately that's all that matters. And uh, so the day of the test came and I logged in and I took the exam. And it was four hours. They give you four hours, right? And I took it here at my house and it took me three hours 59 minutes and I believe about 43 seconds yeah, I was under a minute that I had left and uh, Submitted my exam within 30 seconds. It comes back. Congratulations. He passed And I was like, that's awesome, right? And what does this mean? Um For me, in the grand scheme of things, not too much. I, I know I can run projects. But for employers, they know that I understand at least the basics, the concepts of project management, and I can speak their language. I can speak regular civilian project management lingo, which is important, right? Because when you transition out of the military, there's this belief that you know we're all a bunch of... Neanderthals, right? That all we do is talk in acronyms and use the knife edge, and we're all just a bunch of morons. And if you're an officer, then you know you want to um, quote um, Sun Tzu or Klaus Witch. <laughs> right? Maybe every once in a while you have some uh, dipshit who wants to uh, quote uh, Nietzsche. <laughs> most of the time, they don't even know what the hell they're quoting, right? Goddamn officers. Wish most of them would just go choke themselves. Um, but it's important that to get back on topic, right? Um, it's important that we, uh, demonstrate to employers that we're able to communicate appropriately and in their lingo that they, they're not going to have to accommodate us that we can, we, we've made an effort to transition. Now, I finished that, right? So, what did I do? I gave myself about a day. That day, I wanted to go see the Goo Goo Dolls. It was great. Um, we were in the second row. I uh, got to um, meet Johnny Resnick. And it was great. It was a great time. It was, it was a great way to celebrate passing that exam. And the next day, I went, logged into PMI, and I signed up uh, to be a scrum master because I want to now vow, um Employers know that I am also trained in the Agile process. And if you're in the military, what does that mean, Agile process? Well, it just means that if you're building a project, you're building it in segments, right? That, say if you're building a car, right, for example. Traditional way would be like you build, I don't know, say you build the chassis and then you build around that, right? The engine then put on the frame and the doors, the windows, like that, right? Well, in this instance, well, maybe you go and you don't start from the ground up. Maybe you find the windshields first, right? Because that's a, that's just going to work out for you the best, right? For whatever reason, whether it's scheduling, whether it's cost, whether it's, uh, you know, if, if you... Maybe if um, you purchase the tires and get the tires on the frame first before you do anything else, right? Maybe, I don't know, that'll help you get customers in so they can see, they'll be awed by the um, awesome tires that you decided to put on this vehicle, so they'll give you orders, right? This is a really uh, crappy example, but it's basically you can build a project and there's no set order. It's what the order that you and your organization and your team specifically have decided is, uh, is the best way to build it. How are you going to bring value? How are you going to make money basically from the very start? Like, because you can build something small that they, that that'll produce some income for your, for your company. And so I, I signed up for that. This one should be a lot easier. It's a lot fewer modules. Um, like I said, I also signed up for, um, that data analytics program and that's gonna you know that's a six month program uh, but it's important so data analytics right you want to be able to back up your statements and you want to show people that um, what you're selling them is based off of fact and not just your assumptions okay so we're going to jump a little around a little, a little here, and you know people are going to ask like, "Well, that seems like a lot." Like you, you have that um, Scrum master, and then data analytics. You're still working the PhD, and you're working full time. Well, we're going to go into the mental health portion of this, right? And there's a reason for that, and the reason for that is because, um, you know, we hear guys all the time. I saw on LinkedIn this one guy who says he does two thousand two hundred and twenty-two push-ups a day um, because. On average, 22 veterans take their lives. And that's awesome. At least he's bringing awareness to it. Uh, But what the hell do those push-ups do for anyone? Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. Less than nothing. Because I see it. I see another guy doing push-ups and I just delete it, right? It doesn't do anything. Because we talk about people taking their lives, but we don't never talk about why are they taking their lives. What are the issues, right? This this is what we carry over from the military. Hey, let's just do something. Well, we're not addressing the root cause. Like, what the hell are we doing here? It's like, this is a problem. It's like, A is a problem, B is a solution. But we're just going to totally ignore B and we're going to go to X, Y, and Z. And we're going to do that because it looks better for posters or commercials or for likes Or for shares, right? And it doesn't do anything. And I'm quite sickened by this about all these people who just want to get their names and faces out there saying that they're helping people. And you're not. Doing goddamn push-ups or doing sit-ups or squats doesn't do a goddamn thing for anybody who is feeling like crap. And I can tell you this because out of seven days out of the week, there are seven days... That I contemplate ending my life. Every day I think about, I don't deserve to be here, I've had enough, my family would be better off without me, and I just want to end my life. And sometimes it's something as heavy as, well, I don't want to embarrass my kids or my grandkids, so I'm not going to do it. Other days, it's something as simple as, hey, you know what? I want to go to Cracker Barrel tomorrow, and that's enough. All right? I do things to stay occupied, so I have things to look forward to. I have a mild case of OCD. I have to complete things. I know this. When I don't complete them, it bugs the crap out of me. So for me, if I plan, uh, if I sign up for Scrum Master, well, you know, I can't, I can't uh, end my life now because I have to finish that, right? Data analytics, so I, I pay the down payment, got to finish it. PhD, yeah, you know what? Out of everybody that's in the program, you know what? I I would say, I, I don't know, in our cohort, there's like nine left. I would, wouldn't even say I'm number nine. I'd probably say I'm number 15. There's number eight, and then there's a few blank spaces, and then I'd be 15. Out of the whole program, everybody that's in the program um, from the previous cohorts, I'm probably dead last. And that's okay. Um, it's like Chief Cerati told me, right? You know, he was a warrant officer and he said, uh, you know what? I just, that's the last person in my class, right? It was dead last. You know what they call me? They call me Chief. Because I pass. I pass the course. And that's exactly what I'm looking to do, right? I, I just want to pass. Um, again, I really appreciate my last professor, the professor from my last class, because she gave it to me straight. And I appreciate that. Just tell me, hey, this assignment is garbage. And so I can... <laughs> if you want to accept this pathetic score, let me know and I'll give it to you. Or you can redo it. And I greatly appreciate that because she gave me feedback once. She didn't sugarcoat it. And, you know, that that's how I work. That's what I need, is somebody just to be straight with me. But to get back to mental health, right? Like, I, I understand. I know who I am now. And so I, I know that I have to have long-term goals that I start um because once I start them I have to finish I have to finish um so for me that helps me just stay here you know again I I love running I enjoy running I love my family I want to provide for them I want to spend all the free time I can with them um but you know like everyone else I have my ups and downs uh Just yesterday, I was uh, lucky enough, I was privileged. A former soldier of mine, um, Luciano, a young man, staff sergeant, he uh, graduated Jump Master School, right? Um, So there was a school earlier in his career where he went to and he didn't pass. And everybody, it was a good part of the unit, of the battalion, who looked down upon on him. Because he didn't pass a course. It's like, I don't know if you understand this, but it's not the end of the world. Like, he can go back. It's like, so what? So he didn't pass the course. Like, I don't, he didn't cause an international incident. You know, he didn't get a DUI, he wasn't beating his wife. It's like, he just didn't pass a course. But we in the army. It's like, oh my God, he didn't pass. He's uh, he's a leper now. He's the untouchable, uh, unwanted. It's like, what the hell's wrong with all of you people, man? <laughs> and uh, you know, I saw somebody. It's like, man, look at Luciano. He's on. He's on his way back. It's like, on what? What are you talking about? He's not on his way back. He never left. He performed well, and at times he performed average. But he was never below average. He's a good soldier. He's a good person. And from what I see, he's a decent, good husband and father. It's like, I don't know what the hell the military wants. It's like, you're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and it's like, this is, this is, the majority of the people in the army are, are pretty good. But there's this mentality of, if you make one mistake, you're a persona non grata. You're garbage, right? And I, I don't know where that comes from. Uh, so for me, you know, 22 years of that, that has had a direct um, reflection on how I view myself and how I'm uh, on, on my mental health. Um, you know, and going overseas again, I was called uh, the white devil, the white dog, stupid white bitch. Colonizer, which I appreciated because uh, I had never heard that one before. So for me, that was original. So I'll give that guy credit. Thank you very much for you know giving me something different. Um, you know, had rocks thrown at me, feces thrown at me, and you know, uh, twenty-two years of that. And then you come home to your unit, and then your unit tells you that you're garbage after you perform to the best of your ability, and uh, it, it's just it takes its toll on you. And so when you get out, it, it's it's hard to break out of that mold. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, on a daily basis, it's it's not a struggle, but it, it requires some work, requires some effort. Um, so that leads me into my last topic, right? Inner office politics, right? So when you leave the military, you, you have to understand, um, when you leave, you leave, right? You're out. Um, you're you're not part. It's like what what is that? Um, meet the parents, the circle of trust, right? Once you're out, you're out. You, there's no coming back in, right? Even if you get hired as a GS, you're a GS, great. You're still not in. You're not a green suitor. You're not in the military anymore. And if you're a contractor, well, then you're definitely not in. You're um. You're just a contractor. You're you're out there, right? And so. People who try to um, spread rumors, spread lies, or spread like insider information that they have because you know a friend of my friend told me that this is going to happen and we're going to have to reorganize. Like, you, you just have to let that go. There's something that happened at my work, and there was a gentleman who sent out an email talking about how he had inside scoop on what was going to happen and how things were going to work out and the military was realigning, and then he was going to be the boss of me. And, and, you know, of course, I was typing an email at the time and go choke himself and go f himself, right? Like, there's no way in hell I'd ever work for that douche. Um, Because he's a douche. Um, He's a mimbo. If you don't know what a mimbo is, that comes from Seinfeld. It's male bimbo. And this guy is a male male bimbo. Um, He has a bachelor's degree, which is good. And that's awesome. If everybody that you work with had bachelor's degrees. But everybody that you work with has at least one master's degree and up. Multiple masters, PhDs. It's like, you're a joke, bro. Like, you're a joke. I don't know if you understand this, but nobody believes the bullshit stories that are coming out of your mouth. Nobody's impressed about anything that you do in the military. Because guess what? Thousands, tens of thousands, millions of other people have done exactly what you've done in the military. Nobody's impressed. Nobody. Um, so, you know, when when you when you get out and you go to work, especially if you're contracting, like just let go of that. Like just in your contract, it defines what you're supposed to do, right? Just do that. Do your job. Make it easy. Why why make it hard? Why reinvent the wheel, right? Um and I know why this guy is because he doesn't do anything. He has no work. And uh, he knows that he looks bad. And that's his problem. That's not mine. And uh, fortunately, um, I thought better of sending that email, which I usually do. I usually type it out and then walk away, come back, and then look. It's like, oh, I can't send that. And I'll delete it, right? So I discuss it with my, my boss. And the boss basically said, yeah, just I'll take care of it. And that's good enough, right? As long as that guy doesn't send me emails like harassing me, then I'll be fine. Um, But it's important for you guys to understand that, right? Like uh, in the military, I used to do that. I used to hear that all the time, where people would have the inside scoop, and I was guilty of it too. Like, oh, I know what's going on. This is uh, when once you're out, like, no, uh, who cares? This is my job, and I'm going to do just my job because that makes my life a whole lot easier. Okay, like, I had this one captain who emailed me, it was like 3.45, I worked from 8 to 4, emailed me at 3.45 and said, hey, can I get this, uh, want to know the name of one of my guest lecturers that I had in, which, that's a pet peeve, but it's a discussion for another day, I don't understand, um, for the military, um, military officers and just military people out there um, in general, if you... Ask for a SME. A SME is a subject matter expert. Maybe you should know uh, what the hell a SME is, a subject matter expert. A subject matter expert is not just somebody who works at a university. Uh, and that goes for every moron out there who thinks that's the case. Uh, because guess why? Uh, there are quite a few people who have no education. They have a high school diploma, but they've deployed or they've worked in different countries for years, for decades. That person is a subject matter expert subject matter expert. Then you have people like me who have worked overseas for years, decades, and we have the education. So guess what? I am a subject matter expert. For those young people who are in the military and you have no deployment and you have a bachelor's degree, sit down, shut up, and take notes. Because guess what? Nobody's impressed by you. Nobody. The majority of society thinks that you're too stupid to do anything else. That's why you joined the military. Now, they're going to say, thank you for your service, because that seems to be the politically correct thing to do. But the majority of people think you're a moron. So, me, speaking for just me, if you ask for just me, that's fine. I will help you with whatever you need. Um, But just know what you're asking for. And... um, for people transitioning out, just understand that uh, these preconceived notions that you have, that you picked up while you were in the military, you got to let them go, um, and just have a new, open mind and open slate. And just understand that the world doesn't go according to what you think or how you think it should go, right? People are gonna, people are gonna, people I'm gonna do whatever I want, right? And if I think this way, then I know there's, what, how many people are on this planet? Eight billion? And I'm going to say that there are probably eight billion other people who think just like I do. I do what I want, right? Like Gary Cartman from South Park. I do what I want, right? And so you, you just need to understand that. Once you're out of the military, you have no control over people whatsoever. There's no more scaring people like, well, you're going to have to work late, or I'm going to give you Article 15. I'm going to give you a general letter of reprimand. I I don't care. (laughs) Uh, So this is a, you know, it's been going on 30 minutes. Uh, I'm going to hit on out so I can go work out. And then I'm going to take a a nap, you know, because I can. And so, again, just know for the PMP exam, it's not as hard as people make it out to be. my practice test, I was scoring a whopping like sixty percent, you know, sixty-two percent, and I passed that exam with flying colors, easy, smoked it. All right. Um, in office politics, just let it go, man. Like, just do your job. Just do your job. That's all you got to do. It's not hard, right? We make it hard, but it's not. Um, and then mental health, right? Um, please, if you're, if you're if you need assistance, reach out. Get some assistance. You Again, you can email me here at arantoniorodriguez98 at gmail.com. Reach out to your friend, family members, people that you trust. Don't reach out to just random people. Um, if you're in the military, um, reach out to people that you know you can trust. 99.9% of the time, that is not your commander or your first sergeant because they don't, do not give a shit about you. They just want to make sure you can deploy. Okay, so... There's places you can go that were, they don't need to know. Go into the emergency room. Go somewhere. Get some help. All right? you're, you're not alone. So with that, you know again, so happy college football and pro football is coming back. First football game started this week. It was a whole lot of crap. But who cares? At least it was football. It's better than um, watching the NBA. That, that crap is so boring. Um, but again... Just remember, you're special. You have something that makes you unique. Identify what that is and maximize it to its fullest potential. And I know you will be successful. So until next time, zot, 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 and roll tide.